All right, welcome back on Shuffle. Couple days late, but not a dollar short. Got a good, uh, good episode for you today. Matthew's, uh, Matthew's assignment. Um, so I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, if you if you would have done it Sunday, I would have been a little under underprepared. But with yeah. uh, with it being a few days later, um, I think I'm actually ready to uh, do this thing. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, about that too. I'm in the same boat. I, I wasn't prepared Sunday. Um, and I had told myself, I was like, you know what? You're going to wing it. My, I think the best episodes I've done, probably not, I guess in my mind, personal are the ones that I didn't overthink. Yeah. Um, that I said, you know what? We're talking music. We're good at that. Let me just go in there and talk to them. Um, but nonetheless, this is one that, uh, it did, I guess the topic isn't something that just flows off the head, so I had to think about this in a little bit, you know? So. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, so with this episode, uh, to start it off, um, I think we both gave each other the assignment to uh, check out Foreigner again. Yep, yep. Um, because it's been a while for me since I don't listen to them normally, and, um, but I did do a deep dive on them maybe a couple years ago, so, um. I kind of drifted back into the that you know that that lane of their stuff that I, you know I was getting into before and yeah um, yeah so I figured yeah foreigners a uh, a new one maybe for both of us it's been a little while yeah well you know you and I talked off air the other day that foreigner is one of those that uh, everybody likes everybody has songs that they know foreigner has some huge hits so definitely um, you know anybody and everybody who uh, has heard of foreigner or at least even if they don't know they have there's a song that foreigners done that they know. Um, so that, uh, that's one big thing. The other thing I was thinking, dude, but you and I talked about that off air, how, how they had that. What? Okay. So let me just get to it. I'm stuttering, stuttering here, but they are a band that I don't know how to, cl- I don't know how to classify them. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel rock and roll to me. Uh, of course they're a rock band, but they're not a rock and roll band to me. Yeah. Well, they're definitely not the eighties hair, hair stuff. Um, but they're not like that. They don't have that, I guess, that stereotypical 70s sound either. No. Like the Fog Hats mm-hmm. and the Zeppelins of the world. You know, they don't sound like that, or the Eagles, they're, that that type of stuff. They're, they're kind of in their own lane. Like, kind of like a, I think we, like a, like a ACDC or, um, something. I, I, I still, that's maybe not a good. No, I get what you're saying though. Like, Maybe yeah, not the same music, but I get what you're saying. Like they're in their own. Yeah, room. Like, yeah. They're like I said, they're their own thing. They're yeah. not like I said. Um, it's hard to put like a like a subgenre on them. Want to be like specific. Yeah. Well, I, so okay. With that being said, I, I know we've done this in past episodes talking about bands. Is there anybody you compare them to, or or compare to them, uh, rather? Um, as far as. I guess like musically, as far like a similar sound. Um, well, cause the thing with Foreigner, just from like a music perspective, is they're not, they obviously have some very big, like catchy songs, you know, big choruses. Yeah. Um, but they're, and this might just be because I haven't listened, I, I'm not an, not an expert, not a, like a number one fan. They don't seem like a very like riff heavy band. I knew you were going. So there. they're not like you know that the, again yeah. any eighties hair metal band is yeah. very riff heavy. Van Halen, which sure. is before the it's before the hair stuff. Right, they're riff heavy and they're just not. I just don't like 
group them in with that sort of music. That's why I love music, and I think that's why I love you too. Because when you're saying that, even though I've never thought about that, I I knew where you were going with it. Because all I could think of was like, I guess my mind it may be a little different, but the same. All I could think of what you're saying is, man, I don't know if I've ever heard a good, like a guitar solo from Foreigner, or, or you know, or, or yeah. just just that. Uh, something in there is just like, yeah, we shred, or, or I, you know, I don't know, but uh, it's, um, I'm trying to think who I compare them to. I guess I'm getting back to that. Um, now this might be a bad comparison. I think about certain songs, and I guess 38 Special is something that, uh, you know, yeah. where it's, they just, I don't know. Again, it's rock, but um, but Creed's rock. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, it, it, and. And I, oh, you know what? Maybe that's a good example. Maybe that's the old age uh, creed. Maybe that's one of those where it's like, you know, you don't like that, or that's not the style of rock and roll. But they have catchy songs, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that kind. Of, I, I wonder if anyone felt that way about Foreigner. Yeah, I, well, because I don't know. Like I said, um, since I didn't really look back as far as like opinions on on them, you know, like we would other bands. Yeah, like. Um, I know that they're obviously a huge band, and obviously that's some you know humongous songs. Sure. But uh, I just don't, I just don't know other bands, other people's opinions, as far bands' opinions, like yeah. other musicians' opinions of them. Yeah. Because they just, like I said, they're just on their their own thing. I said they're. Um, you you know you know what it reminds me of, dude. It reminds me of. Uh, uh, it reminds me of like. Uh, uh, shit! What is the um? Trying to get it out, like eighties movies. Um, like their songs, like when the ki- like the, the high school kids uh, driving by themselves and they're sad. Their girlfriend broke up on it, and like I can hear a foreigner song playing or something. Well, you know like what I'm saying? Tears for fears. Yes, like yeah. Oh man, there you go. There's a uh, uh, off topic, but I I think Tears for Fears is one of the most underrated bands of the or groups of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, you don't ever hear anything about them, yeah. but uh, they're very influential for the eighties. Well, the, the, that one song of theirs, I, I can't think of it now, is like still in movies and TV shows today. Oh, that yeah. one song, uh, well, there's probably two of them to be honest. Somebody with you. wants to rule the world or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. What, it's a song that everybody's heard of, you know, because it's, it's um, in everything. Well, I'll tell you another one they used to have that was in everything is a Mad World. Um, that, you know, okay, that was yeah. in a bunch of them, but they they had like three, two or three songs that uh, massive, you know, yeah, big, yeah. Um, so, so I, I guess because just because I think this might be like a hole in my eighties music. Uh, knowledge or yeah. or what I like, um, is because when it comes to eighties music, what I like, I do like some of the pop stuff, you know, eighties pop, some yeah. of it, you know, and of course, very heavily in the hair metal genre, and the heavier still like thrash maybe. Yeah, but I don't know a lot of the, I don't know, the soft rock, that little that you know, was that might be where they fit maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Um. Because, because like I said I just don't know a lot of that. Those bands and artists, yeah, and like that, sure, the soft rock type of stuff. Um, yeah, I get that. So, um, so there might be a big clear comp to them, yeah. maybe. But um, I guess, I guess, I guess to your point, you were saying something while ago. You had me thinking, like, uh, I guess I always wonder, uh, like, what people thought of what our age uh people that time frame uh thought of this music back then compared to you know 
uh, like let's just say someone in that time frame who loved Metallica or loved Black Sabbath, what did they yeah. think of Foreigner? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I don't know what cut up, but it, it, what did those people think of Foreigner? Yeah, so if they hated Winger, I would only assume that they might not have liked uh, Foreigner too much. Sure. Um, which I pulled it up on Spotify just to see fans also like. Yeah. Um, and, and this may be, some of these I, I know, I just didn't think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Others I might not have grouped them in with. But yeah. uh, uh, this one's almost kind of obvious, not because the, the musically are similar, but they do similar things as far as like um, kind of the non-riff heavy rock man's mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. Which I say that's kind of, a, not a comp because they don't sound the same. No, I get that. But like I said, not riff heavy. Mm-hmm. Another one is Boston. Yeah. And Ario uh, Speedwagon, mm-hmm. Loverboy, and Sticks. That's okay. kind of the top four or five. Yeah. Um, well, Boston's a lot like Foreigner to me. Like, I yeah. like Boston for the same reason I like Foreigner. They have, they have catchy songs. Um, and uh, it's just, I don't know, like, it takes me back to a time, I guess. Um, like, uh, so it's just one of those nostalgia things. That's, I like them for the same reasons. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, Foreigner, because you know, we sat down and, um, the other day when we were supposed to do the podcast and I mm-hmm. looked at their greatest hits, because right. I, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, well, we were talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers a couple weeks ago right. and how um, they have a great greatest hits. Um, because I know like they, and they often got big in the 90s and stuff. Yeah. But um, but a lot of their songs, I guess that's what that was in their peak in their nineties. So I think nineties was a um, well, I was born in the nineties, so I can't say it's the peak radio. But they were like a peak radio band. Mm-hmm. They like almost all their singles were on the radio. Sure. So all these greatest hits uh, on their greatest hits album, you, you almost like know all of them. Yeah. And like, and that's coming from someone who isn't a big time fan of the Peppers. Yeah. But, like, you know, I just knew, I think, one of their greatest hits I, I got, I think one with the mouth on it, one with the soul to squeeze on yes, it. Yes, yeah. Um, that one has, like, 18 or 19 songs on mm-hmm. it, and I knew at least, hell, probably 12 or 15 of them. Um, and, like I said, I'd never listened to a yeah. Pepper's album thoroughly in my life before mm-hmm. then. Um, so, back to, uh, so, talk about their greatest hits. Again, they have great, greatest hits. Foreigner did, I did too. This one is about the same length as 17 or 18 songs. Mm. And, um, and just like glancing at it, because I know, know I listened, I've listened to Foreigner more than you have. And I kind of gauged, um, some of the songs off of you if you've yeah. heard them. Uh-huh. And you've heard like at least seven or eight of them. Oh, yeah. I'll talk, and, and right, Dirty White Boy, uh, Urgent, um, Hot Blooded, mm. I've Been Waiting, you yeah. know, all those songs that, like I said, that's four or five right there that, if you're listening to this, you know, yeah. either if it's from a movie, TV show, or, or just, you know, if you like this music. Yeah. Um, they're a band that, well, I think we, I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but an under underrated band. Mm-hmm. Just because, I guess you wouldn't think they're as big as the other 80s, like Poisons and Motley Crue's, but... Like, they probably have a better greatest hits than those type of those bands. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, which I know... Foreigners was probably more of a radio band. I can't say for sure, but yeah. um, if, if I, that might be a good podcast too. Yeah, uh, greatest greatest hits for sure. Because um, um, because Foreigner probably has a 
a great greatest hits compared to the other sure. greatest hits. For like sure. like I said, I mentioned Poison and yeah, there's the Red Right Red White and Crew. You know the Motley Crew, yeah. the big um, greatest hits I love too. That one. I, that's like one of my favorite greatest hits albums. Because um, I, I remember getting that one too when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a good uh, podcast. I know the Eagles. Yeah. They have the highest selling album of all time in the yeah. or before two thousand. You, you know what I hate, Matthew. I hate when bands have like. Uh, and look, I'm. This is easy said for me. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm not famous. I'm not rich. I'm not nothing. Um, and I have no like skills to make money like they do. But I, one thing I always hate is like you'll have like a greatest hits that comes out like seven years into it. They're you know they'll have three albums out. And they'll put yeah. out the greatest hits, and then they'll have like the whatever that brand that makes all the greatest hits, they'll have like three different greatest hits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll have the same songs on it. Oh yeah. Well, that was a big thing in, in the early two thousands with the, right with the CD, like yes. Walmart CDs. They always had all this greatest hits. That's from right. That white, that white, that white label. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and had like a small picture of the band. Like it didn't take yeah. up the whole thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I, we were talking, talking about winger, but another thing is these bands that, haven't had a lot of commercial success, but they have the greatest hits. And yeah. again, we talked about Winger, but mm-hmm. they have the greatest hits. Yeah. So, and again, I, we, you know, I love them. Well, we talked yeah, about them sure. already, but I mean, I guess if you've been around so long, you're going to have the greatest hits. But yeah, then again, sure. it's like, you know, I mean, some bands probably don't, you know, not deserve, but don't need the greatest hits. Well, right. And I'll tell you another thing, too. Uh, this is all key a little bit, but you had me thinking about this earlier, too. Another thing you said that made me think about this. There's something about, even though, you know, you and I might be not a huge foreigner uh, uh, fan, uh, you mentioned Boston, uh, you know, a couple bands like that. For some reason, uh, whenever I hear someone, and I've heard people, believe me, when, like, I've had friends or I've come across people that be college or just in life that'll, you know, who's your favorite band? Like, I remember remember having a friend uh, in college whose favorite band was really Chicago. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, like, Aria Speedwagon, Chicago. And... When I heard that, like, I and we never talked music before before that, uh, and didn't talk a whole lot after that about music. But when I heard that, <laughs> yeah. all I could think of was like, this person knows music. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then maybe they didn't. Maybe their dad had a, a REO Speedwagon, a, a Chicago. I guess that was a favorite. Uh, maybe their dad had a Chicago uh, album that they had, and that was what they say. But when you tell me like some very, because that's very specific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. I. Uh, that that's a good good point i would think the same thing because yeah. somebody said they're a big metallica fan it's like okay everybody's fan sure. of Metallica. but yeah. do you say your favorite band is sticks yes which i got into sticks before too because i saw like yeah. a live concert of theirs uh, everybody's came out of the closet and had a stick space <laughs> well yeah off of that 70s show too yeah. that was that big thing off that 70s show um they all secretly listen to sticks yes. when they're by themselves yeah um but yeah so again this back to foreigner so yeah foreigner um an underrated band and like I said, you didn't even have to do a deep dive. Just pick up the greatest hits mm-hmm. on Spotify or Apple, stream it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, they just have, again, so many great songs. And um, I know Lou Graham was the singer. I know he's not really there no more because he's, you know, he's had health problems. Yeah. But um, he was maybe uh, underrated. I guess the whole group's underrated. He's sure. an underrated lead singer, too, just because he, you know, he... he it's hard to put a. I guess we're having a hard time putting a thumb on yeah. Foreigner's music, but he's. Um, I know he he had solo stuff too, but 
Lou Graham, you know, he, I guess he's like the underrated lead singer, but he's almost perfect for them because I can't picture him leading any other group. Or that was one of my notes too about this whole uh, about the foreigner thing was, and that was the only thing I put in my notes actually. Besides that, uh, like you know, we talked about the song stuff, but the only thing I had was great singer. Like you know, just yeah. just a great singer, and I don't know like, and I and for whatever reason, my mind likes to say, how would this person sound doing this or doing that or uh, you know a different genre, a different style of uh, what they do. But um, and I and I can't really picture him doing a whole lot of other stuff. But for their yeah. music, man, like yeah, he just was perfect, perfect. Um, he was just you know, perfect, like I said, and um, which, like I said, it's funny. You know, we we both kind of came to that conclusion that. I said it's hard to talk like kind of put a thumb on compare foreigner to other other bands oh, but yeah. they're almost perfect just for who they are yeah. I said I can't imagine them changing their sound or or anything like that you know yeah. um they're like them come out with a like a 2019 album uh, and it's like a uh modern but he's got the same sound it would be so weird <laughs> yeah yeah just wasn't well I know they I don't know if they put out anything recently but um they have been, I think they're, they did think they released something back in 2015, 16. Oh, really? okay. so, yeah, so, cause they do have a new release singer, which probably been with them for 20 years now. Um, and, Maybe tell me that. And, um, I said, and, uh, he doesn't sound exactly like Lou Graham, but you, you'd almost like, almost like, like, like the guy from, uh, um, Stunt oh, really? Kind of like they got somebody in the same. You same know, like, yeah, bang, almost, right. yeah, same like vibe. Um, okay, I didn't know that. See, when I when, when I listened to them this week, I listened to the Greatest Hits album on Apple Music. Yeah, and uh, and really, I just relit the songs that I knew. Yeah, um, I think the only one I know off the top of my head from the new guy is they have a song called "Won't Back Down," which mm-hmm. is, I think, it might have been one of their last things they put and out. This is not Tom Petty. <laughs> no, no, definitely not Tom Petty. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, just to wrap it up with Foreigner. Um, yeah, just a good singer. And you told me the other day off air, I don't know if you mentioned it tonight, I can't remember, but uh, I had no idea he was sick or got sick. Yeah, I think he had, like I said, and this is, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% positive he had some sort of brain disease type wow. of thing. Wow. Um, but I can't tell you when. I know he has recovered, and he actually has he wasn't like a, a tour, but he did do a few shows with Foreigner again. Yeah. Um, this might have been ten or fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. um, because they, you know, when, once he bowed out and like Foreigner was on high, he just did get a new guy who's yeah. been there since, and uh, no animosity, obviously, because they couldn't help what yeah. happened to Lou. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he's uh, he's still around. He's still alive. I know he ain't playing with them as their lead singer yeah. anymore, but. Um, I think th- I think the the name of this podcast uh, is going to be. Do you like foreigner? We do. <laughs> we can't explain why, but we do. No, I. Uh, yeah, I. I'm, I guess I, I guess we probably feel the exact same way about foreigner. You yeah. know, something I've been thinking about this week. I think you do this too, Matthew. I know we both have a high. We're both Christians, so um, you know if, if that's not came across in our our stuff, and you know, uh, and and obviously we don't talk about a whole lot but, but we're both christians but if i'm going to worship anyone else it's going to be the uh what the guy from um uh steelheart and uh <laughs> you know uh, and, and steelheart right yeah yeah so we've talked about yeah, him recently yes yeah, yeah. um and, and i guess i wanted to tell you this like i i um uh, every so often and and i'm saying this because i did it last weekend i go down a youtube rabbit hole with him 
Uh, and, and I think we're going to have to have a podcast about him because to me, he's the greatest that never was. Definitely. And, 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 I, and I shouldn't say never was because obviously he's had a good career. I know he's huge in Korea. Definitely, um, yeah. That's what I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, and I want to say he's done a, a bunch of different stuff there, big there, but um, well, huge. This, this, and I went go, down that rabbit hole. That can go on another podcast. Oh, we we were talking about off air, we were doing uh, Lost Opportunity, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Uh, either Either from obviously disease or something physically happened to them. Right, or right. Bad decisions. Yep. Just people that were like almost skyrocketing and just for some reason, it just, you know, it just didn't work out. Yeah. So uh, that's one to really that talk about. Yeah, touch on. And uh, sorry for the pack of feral dogs outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we live in the country. It's like, yeah. They're, they're, they're our neighbor's dogs. Yeah. And, uh, and we do record outside. It's kind of our thing. But uh, I just I wanted to make I, I felt like we should uh, we should bring that up so if someone's not listening be like man they did not even address those dogs <laughs> we're going crazy <laughs> yeah yeah we always try to address the noises <laughs> yes but uh, but no again uh, that's cool about foreigner I know um, so one thing that I had tonight uh, I know I told Matthew we're just we're we're gonna keep trying different things and uh, and because of course we're here to have fun and uh, and talk about music which we love uh, but. One thing that I had that I wanted to uh, I wanted to do was a little music trivia with with Matthew and and I, and I guess this is tricky because I was like Matthew went or I was thinking when he does this to me next week I probably won't know that many because I suck at these things and then people are gonna be like why the hell am I listening to a, a podcast about music from a guy who doesn't know, doesn't know anything about music but I told you from the get go I don't know everything about music. I don't claim to know about music, but I, I claim to love it, and I claim to want to learn, and, uh, and and as I say all the time, I hope I've not found my favorite band. I'm always looking and looking to learn and listen to new music, but anyways, mm-hmm. I'll get right into this. I've got, and I and one thing I did tonight is I made a multiple choice, uh, right. so that way, uh, you know, it's a little bit easier, and then I'll, I'll kind of address the questions. I think this will be fun, but we'll get right into it. little rock trivia for Matthew. Uh, question one. Which classic rock album is sometimes said to be a soundtrack to The Wizard of Oz? That's Dark Side of the Moon. I didn't even have to give the choices. Dark Side of the Moon. Some fans insist that Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon lines up perfectly with the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz, producing moments where the film and the album appear to correspond with each other. Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason told MTV in 97, It's absolute nonsense. It has nothing to do with The Wizard of Oz. It was all based on the sound of music. So, uh, Which I also want to say, because you can find it on YouTube, there is some debate on... You showed me that a while back. There's, there's, there's debate on when you start the album to the movie. Right. But the one on YouTube, it does match up eerily in a few places. Okay. It's almost noticeable right. that it does, like... Just like song changes or the key changes, and it just syncs up perfectly with the movie and like gotcha. certain things that happen. Somebody was so high to find that out. I cannot imagine. <laughs> there, I cannot imagine who there was someone at one point who was uh, who was watching The Wizard of Oz listen to Dark Side of the Moon, and it was just yeah. like, damn, this is guys. Like, hey, buddy, I gotta tell, I gotta show you something. They were already blasted for sure. So uh, uh, okay, I, yeah, go moving forward. Um, and man, these questions are quickly in your favor. Uh, what did Queen vocalist Freddie Mercury attribute his enhanced vocal range to? Uh, you want choices? Uh, I was going to say it's the size. 
I think it was the size of his mouth because the amount of teeth. He extra has. teeth. There extra you go. Teeth, That's so, what I was yeah. looking for. Okay, so uh, Mercury was born with four extra teeth and attributed his enhanced vocal range to this. He refused to have his teeth fixed, fearing it would affect his vocal ability. Uh, so Matthew is two for two and um, and yeah. off to a good start. Now, here's one I did not know. I can't wait to see how you do. All right. uh, number three, what band's lead singer is credited with popularizing stage diving? Stage diving. Yes. Okay, so uh. I'm going to give you these choices. You have The Clash, The Who, The Kinks, and The Stogies. <laughs> uh, That's a tough one. I never would have guessed this. Yeah, I'm trying to think because the Kinks are might be the oldest band out of all those. The, you mean the Stooges? The, I'm sorry. The, yes, I'll say the Stooges then. Okay. Yep, you were right. And I'm and as yes. Okay. So there are earlier cases of performers throwing themselves into the crowd, but in the early 1970s, stage diving became a regular occurrence for Iggy Pop Iggy of Pop, the Stooges. Yeah. And he is often credited with popularizing the practice. So there you have okay, it. Okay, um, yeah. okay, number four, we're going right into it. Who is the only member of ZZ Top who doesn't have a beard? I don't know his name. Okay, I'm going to give you the choices. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've <laughs> got three. Yes, well. Oh, there's another one. No, there is. I'm just joking with you. Um, you have Billy Gibbons. All right. You have Dusty Hill. You have Frank Beard. Or you have They All Have Beards. Hmm. That's the that's a, that's a curveball. I want to say Frank Beard. If you said Frank Beard, you would be correct. Ironically, he is the only member of ZZ Top uh, who doesn't have a Which beard. I know he's, probably, he's a drummer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so... so uh, Jumping with a big beard like that may be hard. Yeah, difficult. yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I, I never knew that. Uh, um, That's a... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that one. But, uh, okay, so, sorry, sitting here trying to fix something. All right, now, moving forward. Question number five, which Beatle crossed Abbey Road barefoot? Uh, oh, that's Paul, that's Paul McCartney. That would be right. Uh, also, just a note on this one, in the late 1960s, a rumor started circulating among Beatles fans that Paul had died in a fury car crash. Because they didn't want to impact the popularity of the band, naturally, the other Beatles hired a McCartney lookalike to replace him. <laughs> but the... Fans felt bad lying to their fans. Excuse me, the band felt bad, bad lying to the fans, so they started leaving clues in the album artwork to tip them off. One clue was the cover of the Abbey Road album in which Paul crosses the street barefoot because, of course, the dead need no shoes. I never knew that about the Abbey Road thing. Which it's it's weird because you I, you can come across pictures like before they walked over, yeah. and he has shoes on. Oh, really? So like between that picture to being taken and then walking, he took his shoes off. Nice. Which is, you know, strange, yeah. but, you know, it could be any reason, I guess. Well, you know, it's funny we didn't bring up the Paul McCartney thing in the Urban Legend episode uh, a couple months back. Because, yeah. uh, you know, obviously that's a silly thing when you think about it, but uh, I guess like any uh, conspiracy or whatever, if you do look at the Reddit pages and look at the uh, evidence, <laughs> yeah. like there is some pretty crazy, and again, I know it's all, you, you could twist anything, of course, um, just look at politics in the world today, but, but that is a, a thing that... Uh, is it'll, it? You'll read it and be like, "Damn, should I That's think more into this?" Yeah. 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 All right. Moving forward, we got number six. Who once kicked Jimi Hendrix out of his band? You want your choices? Uh, well, I've heard of this. Yeah, you've heard of this one. Jimi Hendrix out of his. And band. you'll know it once I give you the choices. I think. Uh, yeah, go give me choices. Okay. 
I don't think I'm gonna make it to four, but go. We'll go for it. Mick Jagger one. No. Little Richard number two. Chuck Berry three. Jim Morrison four. It's the middle two. Yep. It's the uh, Chuck Berry, and you said it's Little Richard. Little Richard. I'm gonna say Little Richard. You would be correct. Little Richard felt nothing should distract from his star power, and Hendrix was just so distracting with his eccentric style and guitar skills. So, I want. I do remember reading that he. Uh, yeah. That he was. A guitarist in another, you know, yep. big time group. Well, yeah, I just couldn't remember if it was him or James Brown or one of those, you know. Yeah, that's artist back you, in the seven sixties. You would be right. So far, I think you hadn't missed one, have you? I don't think so. No. All right, number seven. How many encores did Elvis Presley usually give? Uh, I have no idea. This it, is a guess. Okay, so you have zero, one, two, or three. Uh, uh three. Elvis never gave an encore at his concerts. Ah. Instead, the, <laughs> instead, the okay. lights would come up and an announcer would say, Elvis has left the building. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Yep. I didn't know that. I, obviously, I've always heard that saying, Elvis has left the building. I did well, not know that was what it was for. He's a badass. Yes. Thing. Very much so. Okay. Moving forward. What English rock band produced three legendary guitarists? Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton. Um, oh, he, he produced all what? Yeah, which rock band? Uh, so it was a rock band that had these these guys in them. And you, you have Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. Uh, the Yardbirds. The Yardbirds, there you go. The Yardbirds started getting some attention on the Virgin uh, British rhythm and blues scene when they took over as the house band at the Crawl Daddy Club in Richmond, succeeding the Rolling Stones. They would expand into pop, pioneering psychedelic rock, and early hard rocks, but are best known, perhaps, for starting the careers of three of rock's most famous guitarists, Page, Clapton, and Beck, all of whom ranked in the top five of Rolling Stones magazine's list of 100 greatest guitars. That's wild, man. It's like, um, what's that? The name of the band is Temple of the Dog. Oh, yeah. With, you know, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder in it. Yep. Kind of a similar thing. That's true. Just legendary people before they got famous. Very true. Okay, let's go to number nine. Um, all right. Which goddess inspired the Rolling Stones logo? I would I would never guess this one. But the Rolling Stones is the t tongue, right? Mm -hmm. the lips and the tongue. Yep. Um, you have Athena. Uh, <clears throat> see Freya, Kali, Kali, and uh, Isis. <laughs> so uh, good know. luck. Okay, let's see what it says. Known as tongue and lips or hot lips. The band's famous logo was created by art student John Pache in 1970, while Jagger requested the likeness of the Hindu goddess Kali, K-A-L-I, excuse me, so if I'm saying that wrong, I do apologize, often depicted with a very pronounced mouth with the tongue sticking out. <clears throat> Pache ended up using the front man's own mouth as a template for the signature logo. Okay. All right, Did not cool. know that. Okay, so last one. The Doors got their name from a book by which author? I mean, who the hell's going to know this? Well, I guess a, uh, a huge Do Doors fan, Doors right? Fans, yeah. uh, which your choices would be Hunter S. Thompson, Jack Kerriock, uh, Aldous Huxley, and George Orwell. Um, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't either. And Orwell's the only one I've ever heard of. Yeah. The band took its name from the title of Aldous Huxley's book, The Doors of Perception, is self-derived from a line in William Blake's The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. If the doors of perception perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is, infinite. So, 
There you have it. There's a little trivia for today. That's a little fun. You did good on it. Man, you did awesome on that. I, I honestly didn't uh, know how you do. I didn't, well, I knew how I do. It would be very good. Um, well, the, there's a couple that were. And I know, you're, I know you're a Pink Floyd fan and obviously yeah. a Queen fan, so those two I figured you'd nail, but you um, surprised me on some of the others. Well, the ZZ Top one was just an educated guess. Sure. Um, a few of those I just know in passing, like – I never listened to the Yardbirds, but I did know you that did, yeah. I didn't know that Same. thing that you know they kind of before they went into their own legendary bands, right. you know they were together, right? Um, yeah, so I, I uh, good job, man. Yeah, so I knew a few, well, a, a lot of them, but um, yes, <laughs> yeah, I think well, I guess there was ten, missed, yeah, missed two, so maybe eighty percent. Bees uh, get degrees. <laughs> So, because uh, oh, you told me last night you were doing one, so I'll come up with one next week, okay. and I'll... Um, Make it multiple choice, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll try and uh, stick with bands that I know you know. And, but, you know, not, okay. but not make it too easy. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I got you. Who Sings Beam Me or Rap City, you know, like that. Right. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, we'll... Okay. We'll sort out, I'll... I'll Come up with one. All right, so you ready to do a little, uh, our main topic, a little WrestleMania? Yeah, so I guess if you wanted to, uh, yeah, touch on each one briefly, yeah. Yeah, so so what we're doing tonight, you know, of course, uh, you you may not be a wrestling fan. You may, who knows? Uh, obviously, if you're a male at some point in your life, I think you probably liked a little wrestling. And uh, and obviously, the grandest stage of them all, as they say, WrestleMania. Uh, there's been some big bands uh, play uh, wrestlers out, I guess, how do you say? And uh, and just in general, I think uh, they had um, bands play at, at WrestleManias, but of course, we were trying to think, Matthew brought up this good topic of best performances, best... Or, yeah, just, I guess, I guess we were going to do uh, wrestling and music together. Yes, yeah. Because um, a few, few of mine aren't, uh, band, aren't, sure. aren't like, band-related. Okay. Um as long as our 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 when we whatever we say is pertain to wrestling, yeah, right? m- m- okay. music and wrestling, uh, okay, yeah. Cool. So, uh, cool. Um, I know, and I think a couple of hours may overlap just because some of the moments are just too sure. big to not sure. touch on. Um, but yeah, so it was WrestleMania this past weekend. I figured, it, I figured with this podcast, it'd be nice to uh, kind of be uh, relevant as far as the times, right? And try and group it together because I know the. The other option we could have went in was the Chili Peppers' new album, which yep. is out. Yeah. Um, and we think we're going to do that next week. Yeah. Um, so we did, we're going to we're going to do wrestling and go read off. I only have five. I didn't okay. make too extensive of a list. Um, so we'll just uh, read read off some. And talk I'm ready, about dude. It. I'm ready. So uh, you want to get started? Yes, yeah, so I'll start off with maybe one of the bigger moments in in, in the whole thing. Uh, okay. Wrestling and music related was. Uh, I don't know which WrestleMania it might have been. It's definitely an '80s WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, you may actually know the which one, but Cindy Lauper. Oh yeah, there and, you know, did her thing. I think she very nice. She she didn't sing the national anthem, but she did get involved with a match. Right? Yeah. She kind of interfered with uh, a match back on one of the WrestleMania. Yeah, matches. yeah. So I, I forgot what it was. I remember she um, it, she was involved in something. So yeah. Um, and I know that was, and I put it on my list. I don't know if this is my, my favorite. Favorite things, music. Well, some of it is favorite. Yes, I'll okay. stay with favorite. Because um, I know because that was what put wrestling on the map, I guess, back in the 80s. Was, right. Because Cindy Lauper was, you know, a huge artist at the time. Yeah. And uh, she still is. She's, you still see her around. And um, 
having, I guess, that notoriety of mm-hmm. her in there. And then tying it together, you know, her and uh, Captain Lou Obano, yeah. you know, I guess the famous re- wrestling man- manager, was in her video for Girls Want to Have Fun. And, again, it's more more light on wrestling mm-hmm. um, from back in the day. And um, So, yeah, put her on my list just because it's almost too big not to leave, leave off. For it's sure. It's more like uh, it's like the... Elvis Presley, you know, it's like a oh like, yeah, for not sure. the, not the greatest moment, but it's like a nice bedrock for what propelled up, you know. Well, well, obviously, it's in the rest of the podcast, but one thing, I, you know, you mentioned that, and another reason that's so huge was like uh, that's kind of the first time wrestling crossed over into pop culture, like it is, it's yeah. been ever since, you know. Like yeah. they try to tie it in, and 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 of course, that's that did it. That's what brought it on the map for for uh, as far as uh, in that aspect. So. Definitely, definitely a huge one. I think my first one, um, which uh, you know, you and I mentioned off air the other day. Uh, I, I just, I've always loved, and I don't remember what WrestleMania it was, but when uh, you know Motorhead played uh, Triple H out to the ring, they played this famous theme song, "The Game," um, and of course, Lemmy, awesome, God rest his soul, uh, great. Uh, but, but I, you know, a lot of times. You know, and stuff like that, especially when it's uh, bands are playing at some event and it's not like a concert. It's kind of like a, uh, they're doing a song or something. Uh, a lot of times I, I, t- I just seem to get disappointed because it's not as a very good performance in a lot of times. Um, maybe it's the, uh, they're just, I, I don't know, but circumstances, I don't really know, but I thought it was awesome. They did a great job. It sounded like a dang recording. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that one has always been, and obviously, you know, Triple H always had the cool entrance anyways. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll, a cool theme song, so. Because that's on my list, too. So I was going to mention, I, I think it was more of uh, Motorhead and Triple H's, Triple H's relationship in general. Is what I right. Instead of just that performance, because they, you know, they did Evolution's music, mm-hmm. which was, you know, again, awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Like, the song itself is good. Yeah. And I want to say he had two for Triple H. One was the game, and I just cannot remember the other one he did. Um, like I say, there was like another. I want to say there was another one because I think he had like two. Um, the King of Kings. He was yes. the King of Kings. Yeah. So he had two: King of Kings and uh, the Game. Um, which again, Motorhead. Um, that was that. That was a great. Um, I want to say it was a short documentary I watched on Lemmy. Mm-hmm. And again, he was one of a kind. Oh yeah. Somehow slept with thousands of women. And I do say somehow. Somehow, yeah. Yeah, definitely um, somehow. But because uh, it wasn't a looker. No, if that guy, I mean, you know, let's just face it. And I love Lemmy, but I mean, it's one of those situations where if if he's not famous, man, if if he's yeah. that guy you see uh, at the gas station uh, buying a forty and just pumping a, his gas before he goes to mow someone's yard, nobody's look. I mean, you're looking at yeah. that, that guy's gross. But of course, yeah. you know, which uh, what's rock star. Um, just to elaborate on Motorhead, what I do like about Lemmy and Motorhead, besides those two songs, well, their perform- it is him with Triple H's relationship, right. was uh, I love that Lemmy loved Little Richard. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he loved Little Richard. I think that's, that kind of shaped their whole Motorhead's music in general. And I love that, um, well, hard thing to love, but the reason why he didn't get on the drugs, like mm-hmm. all, the, all his contemporaries back in the day, was he had a girlfriend that overdosed almost oh, really? in front of him on drugs. Okay, I didn't know that. Kind of sworn him off of it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that, was, that would have been mine, a Triple H and Motorhead. Okay. Um, so, too, and this is one that may be on your list. I know you have a lot to say. Um, 
back in the WCW days, the 90s, in wrestling, as in, I'll say, maybe similar to the 80s in like the rock scene where it's just excess. Mm-hmm. The 90s in wrestling is excess. The yeah. WCW itself was, you know, over the top. Right. Well, with Kiss being Kiss, as, <laughs> they, as, as they are, they... Kiss and I can't remember how Kiss and WCW came together, but uh, if you know Kiss, you know how you may know how this is going to sort out. Um, they create Kiss almost created a wrestler, if you want to call it that. Yep, nicknamed the Demon. The Demon that was his uh, name. He pretty much looked like Gene Simmons, he did. Um, and that was just his thing. He was the Demon, he was a wrestler, not too. You know, he didn't achieve championship status by no means. Don't, uh, funny thing about it, off top, but funny thing about the demon is he ended up being a uh, a minor league. I mean, excuse me, a, a Toronto Blue Jays. I forgot he was an MLB strength coach uh, for for a team. Yeah, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. yeah so uh, I think he came out to um, maybe got a thunder. I think right, yeah, I think so. got a thunder. So uh, so that's all it was. I think it was a big thing because Kiss was like really in the front of it and. I said, Kiss just had a wrestler out there. So again, Kiss being Kiss, they had to market market their name yeah. everywhere. Corner of the market. Yeah, corner of the market. Not many other. Um, they were low on money, and they <laughs> poor poor guys needed it. So. Yeah, they just had to uh, sponsor a wrestler. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, okay, that, I did have that on my list. So you, that okay. is too. Yeah, that I knew you were going to talk about it. Um, one of my last few is uh, this is, I guess. Well, I'm just going to say it. I picked a WW, I picked a wrestling album. Uh, WWF Aggression, the year is 2000, so it was 22 years ago. Aggression came out, an uh, album, and that album was so good. I had I bought it. Um, it had uh, where songs, uh, wrestling songs were kind of remixed with lyric, with words and stuff. But yeah. I know like DX was remixed into like a rock rap song, and I forgot. I don't remember if it was Ice Cube. I can't remember who did the song. Um, but gosh, it was so cool, so good. Uh, but all of them, like, um, they had like Nation of Domination. I can't remember, but they had a bunch of different songs, mm-hmm. and they had them remixed with lyrics and stuff. Uh, so it was a really good album, very underrated, uh, I guess, uh, gimmick album. Um, mm-hmm. but I uh, always loved that album, and it's one of those two men that if I heard it 22 years later, and I probably there's a good chance I've not heard it in at least 20 years. Uh, and and the songs started coming on. I start remembering songs, and I would after song three come on and song four come on, I would know exactly what's rolling into. You know that kind mm-hmm. of feel. So uh, that one's always just one that stuck in my mind, and I'd had to shout it out tonight. Um, that's a good one. Um, so one of mine is honestly just one performance because okay. I know because um, it's just it's, it was a random SmackDown. I can't remember the occasion, but it was a Aussie performance. It was. I think right. I think the reason why it means not a, means a lot to me it sounds so emotional, but it's not. But yeah, uh, it was right when I was getting into Ozzy, and I think everybody knows Crazy Train. But this is like one of the first albums that I said I I marked down as this is when I got into yeah. Ozzy or I got into this person is when uh, I don't want to stop. That album came out, and they just did a performance on SmackDown, and I remember because you know Zach Wild was off in the band yeah. at the time. That's um, a good album. Yeah, there, it was it was a really good Ozzy album compared to some of the stuff he's done since then. Honestly, um, but like I said it was a really good Ozzy album, 
and that performance was, you know, it was just I Don't Want to Stop, which is an overlooked song. Very, from Bob, I love know, that song. Everybody looks at the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. of Ozzy. Um, you know, like uh, Thunder from Down Under, which is a song. But anyway, um, so yeah, so again, um, just that performance on that SmackDown, you can find it. I found it. I, I kind of make sure it's on SmackDown mm -hmm. and not a pay-per-view, but. Yeah, so that it was just a performance. Ozzy, Zach Wild. Again, I don't want to stop. And like I said, it was, I guess it means something to me just because it was when I got into Ozzy. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'm actually a fan. Yeah. And um, it was because of that album and that performance yeah. that kind of grouped them together. That's cool, man. Yeah, I like that. And and you just got brought back some memories with that Ozzy because uh, that's an underrated time for Ozzy with the black with uh, with uh, Zach Wild and that just that sound. I love that album you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but okay, mine. This again. This one's a little different. Uh, th and I guess I'm shouting out these last two because uh, you did take two of mine. Um, w one of mine uh, that I was thinking about, and I really didn't know how to bring it up or how it said, so I'm just going to spit it out. Is uh, Rage Against Machines kind of uh, influence on uh, wrestling music? I know, obviously, Rage, a band I liked a lot when I was younger, um, and uh, you know, they're. Uh, I obviously evolved from liking that style of rock and roll uh, as I've mm -hmm. got older, but of course, you know, that's, you could put on some old uh, Rage Against Machine, Bulls on a Parade, some of those songs, uh, and I, it's going to bring back good times and I'm going to listen and sing. But I know that uh, the like a lot of the theme songs kind of was uh, a play <laughs> off of that style of rock and roll, and yeah. them in particular, I, I never knew this until the last year or so, Stone Cold, uh, when they asked him about his theme, he, he mentioned... Uh, when they were trying to make him one, which is obviously his famous one now, and I don't hear it at all, but apparently he told them um, the direction. He said "Rage Against Machine," um, and I and I listened to the song. I don't hear it at all. I can't even like even after knowing that. Going, I went back and listened, thinking, mm -hmm. "Okay, well, I'll hear something in here." Now, if you told me that the uh, Generation X oh, uh, was, then yeah. I would be like, "Yeah, for sure." Because to be quite honest with you, as a kid. When I heard the Degeneration X theme song, I thought it was Rage Against the Machine. Um, yeah. But, but again, you could definitely hear that influence on a lot of those theme songs, especially back in that era. Uh, I guess that's the Jim Johnson era of uh, doing the music. Yeah. Um, um, I would say one of, because Stone Cold did change his theme for a little bit. Mm -hmm. like and Had lyrics and stuff, right? It might have had lyrics. I'm trying to think of that. That might have been what you're referring to. Uh, all I, I know is they know asked the... him uh, about his theme song. I, I was listening to him on a uh, documentary podcast. Uh, no, it was on the, uh, I forgot what it was on, but he was sitting down talking about his career, and they mm -hmm. asked him about his famous uh, glass break and his music, and he said that he never put a whole lot into it. They just asked him what he wanted and what he liked, what some of his influence before they made it, and that's when he mentioned that, yeah. Okay. But um, but um, I don't hear it at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have to... Let me look after the fact. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's uh, that's a good one. I say because there was a, there was a few theme songs they did get a Rage Against Machine tribute band. If you yeah, call it that. And yeah, did it for a lot, a few of the artists. That's right. Well, and you know, thinking of it right now, the the Stone Cold so like dun dun dun, you don't hear it, but then when it goes dun 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 dun, you know that yeah. that part I can hear it there. Yeah, I was, um, I was toning in my head. Yeah. I was thinking that's what it was, but. Uh, but yeah, I had to I had to put them out there because again, I guess it's one of those we're talking about music and the wrestling and and somehow some way shape or form and that's just something that comes up. So yeah, um, yeah. So my last thing here, I just wanted to mention. So like I said, I know this podcast, um, 
if you ever do, this will probably be our only wrestling influenced podcast. Probably but, so. Uh, um, but yeah, so wrestling music connection here. Um, one of my, I, I'm going to try to shout this out just because it's, uh, um, it's so funny because this this guy's not this anymore and mm-hmm. he'll never be this ever again. Was the John Cena rap, oh, the rapping yes. John Cena? Yeah. Um, it was such a great time for that for him as a character and just being a fan of his. Yeah. Because uh, he had the five, because uh, you know he I think five he, knuckle shuffle. Five knuckle shuffle. We had the thing on uh, on WWE dot com. If does it does five it knuckle there. shuffle sounds like something else. It's really nasty. <laughs> Is it? Well, he, it's funny because he's he's uh, tr- talked about that a lot. Oh, since really? Then uh, he's talked about the whole thing. It's like you know, it's like. I'm so good, you can't see me. Like I, I'm on another level, yeah. pretty much. That's what he says. But on WWE.com, he had like a five questions, or five questions with John Cena. Yeah. Um, so it's just five fan-selected questions, and it was just his personality all over it. He, yeah. They really, that was the whole rapping era of John Cena, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can't find those videos anywhere. At least I can't find them. Of and he's there are several of them. I said are just five questions with John Cena, and he was kind of a heel. He kind of most famous if you look back, smacked Stephanie McMahon's butt on mm-hmm. one big smackdown. Um, I want to say he wasn't probably the first wrestler to do like a whole the rapping musician thing. Gonna Macho Man was on a rap song One before. Of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is the rap. Was it rap? We got to we got to just we got you know what dude, we, that's got to be a podcast. We we got one more wrestling podcast in us. We've got to uh dissect that album. We've got to listen to do a review on that album. Well, if you want to broaden the broaden it a little bit, we can do non music musician <laughs> yes. albums like yes Shaq released an album yes i want to say well there's plenty of basketball players that rap sure. now but uh Shaq and i want to say maybe kobe had one he did i think yes so uh, there's, I knew he said, so I there's can't remember. a few yeah. like bruce willis played saxophone had his own group back in the 80s oh, i think wow. he played saxophone i had no idea i think it was bruce willis Played sax- Johnny Depp's a musician, right? Yeah, he was in Hollywood. Well, he is, I guess, in Hollywood Vampires. Uh, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so that might be another good podcast for sure. To, uh, and we can, Heck yeah, and we can I like uh, that. Um, non-musician okay. albums, uh, bands, or music, what have you. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so again, finishing up with John Cena, yeah, because it was again time period he will never revisit ever again. Yeah, um, he will never be that character because he was just he was a heel, he was a bad guy. But he got over, and obviously he turned into the hustle loyalty and yeah. flow everybody knows. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the last thing I wanted to shout out. Well, okay, my last one, and and this, I guess you know this is a different time, but uh, um, I guess I would have to say, and it's even funny coming out of my mouth. Limp Biscuit, Safeco uh, Field, and Seattle played uh, Undertaker out with Roland. And of course, yeah, if you're yeah. of a certain age, and I know it seems silly to be uh, the you know Limp Biscuit, that that seems silly now. But if you're a certain age, you you you're not gonna lie to me. You like Limp Biscuit. Uh, that's just <laughs> that's just a fact. If you're my age, I'm 37 years old. I was in high school. Limp Biscuit was out. Uh, it was just it was just influential. I mean, it was just a couple it, songs. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, of course. I'm not into that neo whatever progressive. Well, I don't even know new what you, metal. Yeah, new metal. There you go. New metal. Uh, so, but of course, there's always an exception, especially when you go back in time. And uh, it was just what I mean. I'm nobody's walking around in Jinko jeans anymore either. So of course, uh, but they did, 
And I guess it's kind of one of those things that just, you had to be there. You had to be there because, uh, and, and saying that, again, they played uh, at WrestleMania. They did Rollin', which was the Undertaker's theme music at one point. And uh, he came out in the Harley. They uh, did a really good job playing it. And um, that was my last one for tonight. Yeah, so uh, I think because obviously WrestleMania, that's what this whole thing's kind of based on. Yeah. But uh, I guess the thing, I guess the thing about music and wrestling and how it goes so well together, as in every sport, sports, honestly. Well, baseball, I can't say all sports, but baseball and music obviously Mm. go, you know, it's kind of, they're really hand in hand with a lot of things. Um, When you're a kid, if you're into wrestling and you're fake wrestling out in the yard, trampoline, uh, you had an intro music. Oh yeah, you had to you had to figure it out. You had yeah. to pick your song for sure. Um, and then some of our friends who did it into their twenties, you know, <laughs> they, they you had to pick your song. Thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I talk, I'll talk about that. Yeah, but um, but yes, yeah, so I again music and sports and including wrestling and that, um, it's like they just go hand in hand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? and. You know, throughout the years, WWE, WCW, so on, um, you know, artists and just music in general has had a hand in it and they've had some good moments and, you know, hopefully shouted that out. Yeah, so that is, uh, that's what we had tonight. You got any, uh, you got any suggestions for bands? Uh, I know we're going to, we need to, this week, uh, next podcast, we need to uh, talk about the Chili Chili Peppers. Peppers, We both have a lot to say about that. Yes. Um, As far as music, um, you know, Anything new I should check out or anything? Um, nothing new that I, because I, I haven't really listened to a whole lot of new stuff okay. besides um, Reckless Love's new album and um, Harry Styles still did release a new song that's not too bad. I like it. Um, other than that, I'm gonna check out. Well, Crash Diet released a new that song was that good. I gotta listen to. I yeah. know I heard the chorus. That was good. I like. But um, it's yeah, so a Crash Diet and Harry Styles, which is a weird pairing. But um, you'll get as, that nowhere else, people. Yeah, nowhere <laughs> else, literally. Um, but as far as uh, anything new music, no. Which to do the cool thing of the week, that you know, I always mm-hmm. tag this in there. Um, super interesting. I know I mentioned this to you before. Okay. Um, I, I well, we've just got an iPad, just probably like two years ago. Um, Sick brag. And I've never had. Uh, <laughs> well, I've never had an iPhone. So Garage Band is a new thing that yeah. I've you know ever you know I don't know, I might have heard it before but yeah. I just didn't care I didn't have an iPad or iPhone to tinker around with mm-hmm. it. Well, um, there's several YouTube pages I'm gonna shout one out. It's called I Songs, um, and this guy does it. You know, because on um, just a little brief overview of Garage Band, um, you can pick an instrument. Uh, um, guitar, bass, mm-hmm. keyboard, drums, and like a drum machine. Okay. And you can um, talk, just tinker around with the sounds, and you can record, record like me playing bass, mm-hmm. and then add stuff on top of it. Yeah. And there's YouTube YouTube channels of several people, but I'm gonna shout. I said I songs is the channel. Um, well, these builds popular songs in this in the end. Honestly, on his i on his iPhone. Oh, wow. um, and he did um, one I watched today was um, "Take on Me." So, you know, oh, aha! Yeah, uh-huh. nice. So he, you know, he did the bass. He did like the tempo. If you ever tinker with GarageBand, this guy's like a master at it. It's like way, you know, if you ever messed with it, it's again this guy's unlocked features on it. It's like in 
possible to know what he's doing. But he did the, the tempo, the bass, the, the several keyboard parts, um, bass parts, you know, so on and so forth. And there's obviously several videos. Mm-hmm. This guy's like over a million subscribers just, again, making, oh, that's cool. you know, making redoing songs in GarageBand. And it's, I said, it's very interesting because it looks impossible. Yeah. But since this, this is music, you... That's a very cool talent. Yeah, and obviously you have to be very, you know, like I said, musically talented because you got to know like music theory and yeah. stuff. But you just got to know what you're doing. Yeah. I and mean, like I said, um, very entertaining. Obviously the song, so it's all like... I'm going to check that out. Two or three minutes long. But like I said, this is very interesting. So I songs is the channel. Check it out. And I know as far as listening, checking out a band... Yeah. Um, I know I technically chose Foreigner last week, so if you wanna. Okay, okay, I'm I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, let me see who we want to uh, put out this see week. If you want to do someone we that we're a fan of, or maybe someone that we're not as much of a fan of. I'm or... going to. Okay, I have thousands of artists in my uh, playlist. Now that doesn't mean that I listened or I'm a huge fan of all these. I'm going to close my eyes. And stop my finger and see what happens. So I am not looking. You can see I'm not looking. I'm just scrolling back and forth. I'm looking out the the uh, doorway. <laughs> I am going to stop. <laughs> Let's do it again. Okay. That would have been, uh, that, that been bad. Nobody, uh, nobody knew who it was. Yeah. Nobody knew who it was. Okay. So let's do it. Okay. I am. <laughs> again. Yeah. Trying to trying to get a good one, um, at least one that's semi interesting. I'm not going to stop on a band that has one song. Uh, so okay, we have got oh, <laughs> I stopped on New Kids in the Block. Okay, <laughs> you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. I, I never. Well, Let's do it. I knew. Well, I mean, since they're an '80s boy band, yeah. I can't say I've ever. I know. Okay. One one of their songs, but I don't know. Okay. I know your. Uh, that's your wife and daughter's group, yes, so I know yes. that for a fact. So, uh, Heck yeah, man. We're doing New Kids uh, Hey, you want to tune in for this. We're going to be listening to New Kids on the Block next week. Yeah, because I've never given a listen. I only know one song, so that'll be interesting. Well, it'd be cool because obviously they're an influence to uh, probably numerous people, groups that we like and, you know, like. Of course, uh, the, yeah, yeah, the, so, the 90s boy bands, everybody's for sure. more, more popular. But, so, uh, um, yeah. That was gonna be cool. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna come at you with some Red Hot Chili Peppers review, and um, and and Matthew's gonna quiz me. Uh, so pray yeah. for me that I pass. Yeah. And um, and just tune in next time. Keep listening, guys, and uh, we appreciate the love. So we'll see you next time. Peace. See you.